staffing shortages, supply shortages, COVID fatigue, never-ending hospitalizations. These are just some of the issues and stressors that nurses have been dealing with through the pandemic. And some of those problems have gotten worse during the Omicron surge. So joining us now with an inside view is critical care nurse Jeanette Alvarez-Basum. She works at the University of Illinois Medical Center and in several community hospitals in Northwest Indiana. Welcome to the show, Jeanette. Thank you, Sasha, for having me. Tell us, what have the past few weeks with the Omicron surge been like for you? Exhausting. Immense fatigue. I'm going to say emotional uh, sadness. More so than earlier in the pandemic? Um, I'm going to say the yes um, and somewhat no. Yes, because uh, it doesn't seem to want to end, and um, and we are tired. We're very tired, and uh, even though the acuity and the death rate are not in the same category, it just is relentless, and it won't let go. It won't let go of our... Uh, efforts to try to help each and every one of these patients survive this uh, Mm. pandemic. As you think about how this compares to the beginning of the pandemic, is the difference partly that you thought, no way this would take this long? Correct. Correct. Uh, When the pandemic hit, it was a difficult, it was a year of pain and sorrow and lots of death. Unimaginable death, Sasha. You yeah. cannot, cannot categorize it. And uh, then Delta came along and uh, gave us a blow of our first uh, uh, 9, 10, 11 months of COVID-19. And um, we thought it can't get any worse. You know, it can only get better, right? It's a virus. Um, but then Omicron, Omicron came along and uh, it uh, said, well, we won't maybe uh, kill as many, but we will absolutely be stronger. We will be, will uh, have a higher rate of contagion and uh, many, many people will be sick. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. Many, many high volumes of emergency room visits, clogging the hospital's um, uh, ability to house them and take care of them, and leaving the nurses uh, with incredible, incredible fatigue. We're also seeing a a lot of medical facilities being short-staffed. So how many of your coworkers have been out sick? Oh, many, many. So um, it it depends on which hospital at the university, uh, they have um, numbers in the hundreds. Wow. They put out a statement the other day that they were able to bring 100-plus nurses back to work. Um, you know, we couldn't come back to work. We were sick. Our families were sick. You say uh, we. Were you I, sick, too? So I had a couple of scares in the beginning of uh, COVID-19 and Delta. I was left with some hearing loss. Um, I always turned out negative, but I had symptoms. Um, 
uh, one of those terrible symptoms when uh, COVID was really, really uh, full swing, COVID-19, um, June of 2020, and I was quarantined um, in my home from my family in the living room. And at the same time, I was supposed to leave that morning to see my mother who was sick in New York. And I was very sick. I, I knew I had COVID. Of course I had COVID. I had all the symptoms. I couldn't hear. I couldn't taste. Uh, they were, turned out to be neg- negative, but at that time it was too late. My mom had passed and I could not go to New York. It was oh, I'm so sorry. the worst, worst thing ever in my whole life. And it repeated itself in my colleagues' lives and many nurses' lives and wow. EMT and first-liners. Yet you tested negative through all of those yet symptoms. Yet I tested negative, yes. So this time around, during Omicron, when you are not sick, but a lot of your colleagues are, are, are you picking up shifts? Yes, we're helping each other, working uh, longer hours uh, during a one 12 hours up to 16 hours a day. And um, those that are not sick are picking up the load. And we're tired, Sasha. We are just tired. I can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. Are people leaving the job? In troves. They are leaving um, because I know it doesn't sound like what a nurse should say, but they are leaving for... Uh, jobs out and abroad, uh, change of scenery, thinking maybe it's going to be a little better somewhere. And also, honestly, we're working so hard, and I'm saying we, I include myself each and every time when I say this, if we are working this hard and um, putting everything in our lives um, on the line, then we should get compensated for it. And when we see this exodus and no one can yet really put their hand on it, and we'll know later because obviously all things make sense later. You see these nurses saying, I'm on the line, my family's on the line, I'm going to go work somewhere where I will get compensated more. I'm going to do the job anyway. It is my passion. It is my life's work. But I am going to go and try to get paid and compensated for my hard work relentless work. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you are just tuning in, I am talking with Chicago and Northwest Indiana nurse Jeanette Alvarez-Basum. We're discussing the impact of the Omicron surge at her hospitals. Jeanette, you uh, you brought a poem with you today, and it's, uh, it's a poem that was written by one of your colleagues, a frontline yes. COVID nurse named Elaine Ann Ortiguera. Uh, she writes about what it's like to work as a nurse during the pandemic, and it's called Health is Wealth. Can I get you to read a little bit for us? Absolutely. All right. Let me pull it up real quick. Two seconds. So she writes a beautiful poem, and it starts like this. Thermometer, swab, syringe, and vaccine. Hands to sanitize and a mask to wear. One year and counting long it has been, but the virus is still here lingering. The healthcare system is now at the verge of breaking down from an unending surge. This fiber seems to name the whole alphabet, and people are still putting life on a bet. Been yelled at for lack of supplies, 
no more room for admissions, hard as we try. Our main goal is to flatten the curve, but what we are getting is lesser reserve. Greater truths, there are none. Wow. She says, less oxygen, less medicine, less staff. When will this yes. chaos ever stop? Tell us more about Elaine Ann and how she came to write the poem. So uh, as I had conversations with her, and then as late as last night after her ruling shift, she says that uh, she loves to write, and she writes poems or things that are dear to her or are sad to her. And so she came upon writing this poem. After many, many COVID shifts, she works in a step-down unit, and she gets all these COVID patients that are teetering on coming into an ICU. And we've gotten many of her patients, Sasha, many and many. Mm -hmm. Because, see, COVID uh, seems like a cold or COVID seems like a flu, but it's tricky because once it grabs a hold of your lungs, you are no longer capable of maintaining your own oxygenation. You're no longer maintaining your own reserves. And we have to do that for you. And uh, yeah, you have so a lot of you have a lot of people. Um, you have a lot of people, sort of writing on that. Uh, you know, the mild symptoms of Omicron, thinking right. I'll be okay. Right, but if you have comorbidities, if your health is lingering, if you have immunocompromised situation, if you have what we call in the nursing field the trifecta. So you're Hispanic or of color and you have hypertension and diabetes, uh, don't get COVID. Please don't get COVID because uh, you will be sick. And Sasha, they are sick and we are sick. Mm -hmm. And uh, together it's uh, never ending, never ending uh, relentless sickness that will kill you, will take your life immediately. Jeanette, what, what could your employers do? Or, or provide that you think might be helpful for morale or for your ability to render care? They have uh, given us the PPE after battles. They have given us uh, now some compensation as they see nurses leaving in troves. They have given us um, accolades, but somehow it just doesn't seem like enough. I don't know, honestly, what more we really need other than help staff, help, more mm-hmm. help. Um, but you're an essential worker. You're a hero, they say. <laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could say that right now. We're broken down heroes, retired heroes. We are heroes that need a savior. We need this virus to go away. We need people to get vaccinated. We need people to really believe that this vaccine can flatten this curve. You've um, you've mentioned that it's it's really important for hospitals to retain senior staff like yourself. You've been nursing for over thirty years. Uh, you say thirty six years and counting. Yes, ma'am. Wow. And and you say it quote disenfranchises patients. What did you mean? If they don't give us the staff we need, if they see us leaving in troves, the ones who will suffer are the patients who come for our care and help. We're stretched beyond our limit. 
if you need to hire five more nurses for that unit, you find them, you hire them, you keep them. These senior nurses are valuable to these universities and these uh, community hospitals because these are the nurses who are going to look at the patient, scan them, and know exactly what to do because we have uh, nursing acumen that only time can give you. Mm-hmm. If you work long enough, you can see it and you can act and react and save this life quicker. And uh, there's no money that can pay that and match it. You have to give what the nurse needs. And um, to retain these nurses that are leaving in troves, a monetary raise will be the only, I'm sorry to say it at this point, the only way to keep these senior nurses. Is better pay. Yes. And they're going for it. So they're already leaving. They're leaving in troves and they're going for it. Sometimes they, and sometimes I'm going to say we need a change of scenery. So I know that they're leaving because there's so much history in that one place of so much grief and sorrow and pain and hard work. Um, but not the senior nurses. Please don't let them go. I beg them. Is there anything the general public can do to help? Stay healthy. Don't come and clog our emergency rooms with uh, non emergent issues, uh, leaving for the heart attacks and the strokes and the people who are very, very sick. And um, stay healthy. The public, please stay, stay healthy. Um, wear your masks. Don't go out in public and big parties and help us. Help us save you guys. Help us take care of you guys and give us a break, please. And please get vaccinated, I beg you. That's Nurse Jeanette Alvarez-Basum. Thank you for all that you're doing, Jeanette, and, and for making time for us today. Thank you for listening to us. Let our voices be heard. Take care. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.